So there is a great danger facing the present day believer. And that is where do they develop? Where are they going to get discipled? So we have a biblical example of what Jesus expects his followers to do. Uh, The Word of God teaches us that that teaches us how followers of Christ should look like after they make a decision to follow Christ. And one of those examples is the fact that we are called to look like Jesus. We're called to look like Christ. So the dangers that face many uh, present-day believers Uh, Today is the world. So the world is a danger. Uh, Or anything that mimics or looks like the world is a dangerous thing for a present day believer, especially a new one. Um, Because it is the Spirit of God's desire to renew that individual, to make them holy, and they become new creations in Christ. And so it is the desire of the Lord to make them pure, make them Christ-like, so that they renounce the world and the things of it, so that they can be found faithful in the faith. So, with that said, there's a really big movement of large churches, large facilities, And I've shared this message before, but the Spirit of God continues to emphasize the importance of confronting it. So out of obedience, we'll do just that. So large churches are a dangerous place for a new believer or even any believer because it is a place where they are not able to flourish, not healthily. They're not able to develop healthily as followers of Christ. Because these large facilities, they embody worldliness. They embody customs that the world uses. They have, they have implemented very worldly, similar working procedures for it to run or function properly. <clears throat> so these large facilities that are now considered to be mega churches or large churches are not able to truly develop a f- sincere follower of Christ because it it's it's secreting worldliness out of it. It's emphasizing materialism it's emphasizing vanity that's one of the things that it emphasizes so it's petitioners 
or its members, its audiences are individuals that do not hold a biblical perspective of what a church should look like. So the audience members or the 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 visitors, the members do not have a biblical perspective or a biblical understanding of what healthy discipleship, healthy development, healthy walk with Christ should look like. So that's why they attend these uh, facilities. Because if they were individuals that truly understood the expectation that was on them, they would seek out they would seek out a place where they would able to truly grow. They would seek out a place where they would be able to truly uh, develop and, and allow their faith to grow. <clears throat> One of the reasons why these large churches uh, do not work is because they're not capable of handling the amount of people we see in the Old Testament, uh, even in the New, how God separates us. He separates a quantity of people to be led by uh, by an individual, because larger amounts of people are are difficult to be led by one particular individual so god so that the people have access to what they really need the lord would separate an individual to lead a group of 50 or a group of 100 or a group of etc um just so that things would uh be able for so so that god would be able to lead them properly. So it's no different today, but unfortunately we have, we have that going on where one particular individual is trying to lead thousands and thousands of members and he doesn't even know who they are. He doesn't know who his audience are. So the messages that are going to be spoken are quite generic. They're quite in general. Uh, they're not specific. Uh, there are people in these uh, facilities that are attending that need to be confronted of their sin, their lukewarmness, their rebellion, their perversion, their outright sinfulness. But, but so that every audience member is able to... Uh, go and leave with sort of a good feeling these messages will never be preached these statements will never be said because one of the agendas of these large facilities is to continue to keep the members coming that is that is how they're able to maintain the facility because big facilities require lots of money that's just the way it works big churches need lots of money so they need to continue to keep the members uh, 
um, coming back. So it's hard to present the truth um, to people who are naturally committed and think that they're going to come back or keep giving offering. So these big churches, they become no longer churches and they become entertainment centers. They become locations where people go on a weekend or listen to them for the purpose of relaxation or being uh, somehow uh, motivated to continue to do something or continue to somehow profess faith or to continue to keep the faith if you want to even use those words, though they're not in it. So uh, there's, there's great amount of compromise within, the, within these large facilities. There's great amount of compromise. And because these uh, places are not teaching what they ought to, their belief systems are out of the will of God as well. For you to be able to justify uh, what you're doing, your doctrine must be completely different from that that the disciples, the apostles, Jesus came and taught. Your standards must be different. Your expectations of man and on man will be completely different and your perspectives of God will be completely different than, than that what that t- that the word of God emphasizes and reveals so I would even say that the Jesus that you profess to be sharing is not the one of the Bible it is clear it is clear that uh, by the fruit uh, you will know who truly is a follower of Christ. So we see that in most of these large facilities, the fruit is lukewarm. The fruit is sinfulness, rebellion, worldliness, and so I'm not even I'm not even talking about the the ambience or the 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 church experience, if you want to call it that, on a weekend. I'm not even talking about that type. Of worldliness. I'm talking about the lifestyles of the individuals that attend it, or even the lifestyles of the individuals that volunteer in it, or that serve, or that minister. Because for this to run and continue forth, for, for these things to grow, everyone essentially has to be in one accord. Everyone has to think the same way. Everyone has to have the same perspective or even the same bad beliefs. Everyone truly has to be blind. Or at least willing to turn the other cheek, turn the other ter- turn their face and not pre- and pretend that they don't see what's really going on, but essentially that that's the fact. They're blind as well. Everyone, every minister, if you want to call him that, every person in these places has to uh, essentially believe the same thing. 
And those that have any difference of thinking, thinking that God requires more, those that may believe that God is is much more than this and that this is not really what a church should look like, if they don't outright confront the situation, and most likely those that do will be uh, escorted out and prevented to come in, fired or excommunicated or banned or whatnot, if they don't confront it, then they'll soon just become part of the problem. So I guess I'm attempting to reach those individuals that are the audiences because it's a, it's a very likely chance that if you believe that you are in an individual that's been inserted by the Spirit of God in these locations to make a change, the question you might ask, are you? Are you making a difference? Uh, are you making a difference in these large places? Some of you think that you may be. Well, um, how many people have you led out of these? Uh, how many places have you led out of these locations into a good, healthy place where they're able to flourish? That's the, that's the question you must ask. Because if you think that you can somehow produce healthy followers of Christ within these locations, you have a rude awakening because you have a lot of stuff against you. And even if you if you have these church clusters, Bible groups, uh, and, and you think that you can somehow disciple uh, more people in smaller groups by having uh, these these cells, what they call them, these interesting, that's the word they use, Bible study cells, church home gatherings where people meet throughout the week in smaller amounts. How do you expect that actually to work if the same people that are attending these smaller groups are gathering in the big location and they're under the same vision, they're under the same spirit, they're under the same mentality? It's not possible is deception. It's absolute deception. So I'll make this statement again. I do not believe that God can truly develop a sincere, genuine follower of Christ that will endure unto the end, preparing them for the coming of Christ and for the wrath that is to fall on the nations if they're still attached part of working for attending partaking in any of these large church-like facilities buildings gatherings mega churches or whatever the case is it will be evident so it's not just what I'm saying. So don't take my word for it. Look at the fruits. Look at the fruits. The fruits of righteousness. The fruits. Look at all those thousands of members. Yes, you may have some testimonies. 
Yes, there may be some powerful testimonies. I understand. But what is the lifestyle? What is the lifestyle? So what's the percentage? What's the percentage? What's the percentage? You know, when Jesus, uh, when he had the thousands, the five thousands or 15,000, however amount of people came to him, we saw that there was a lot of miracles happening. It wasn't just not every. So everyone was being blessed. So those that were being healed and those that were being delivered and even everyone was fed and everyone had an abundance. Everyone was fed. So if you want to use that as an example, well, that happened. Well, what's the percentage? Take a look at these 10,000 member churches or, or even larger or this 5,000 plus member churches or, or this 1,000 member churches. What's the percentage of people's lives being changed and they're becoming more committed to Christ? It's a very small percentage. So there's something wrong. And what, what's wrong is man trying to do their own thing outside of the will of God, outside of the Spirit of God. It's man trying to implement worldly ideas and, and then slap a, uh, a, slap a sticker that says Jesus on it. It's man trying to entertain and pretend. It's man um, playing church. That's what it is. Man playing church. It's not God's way. It's man's way. So if you're stuck in, in something like this, you need to run for your life. You need to run for your life before you die. And if you're dead already, God is able to resurrect you by his power, by his love, by his mercy. And he's able to place you in a place where you can thrive and flourish. It's just your responsibility to be led by his spirit to one. Seek the Lord Jesus Christ while he may be found. In Jesus' name.